Hi and welcome to Paul Martin's Catholic Podcast. I'm Paul Martin. I'm talking today about universal health care. Many years ago, when I was in America, shortly before my wedding to my American wife, we were staying at the home of some old friends and this lovely Christian lady was telling me how terrified she was of the possibility of there being universal health care controlled by the government. She called it the government takeover. And she was scared of the fact that universal health care might come to America. And I asked her, did you have private health care? And she said, no. She said, my husband has it because he's a public school teacher, but I don't have it. And I said to her, well, what would happen to you in the following scenario? You have a car accident, you get seriously injured, and you have to spend two or three days and nights in the hospital. What would happen? And without missing a beat, she said to me, I would lose my house. And then I said to her, I rest my case. According to the Catholic News Service, May the 9th, 2016, Pope Francis said that universal health care was a right, not a privilege. And in the same source, the Catholic News Service, January the 28th, 2019, the Vatican called for universal health care throughout the world. And yet millions of people in America are opposed to it. Virtually the entire developed world has universal health care. Canada, Ireland, France, Germany, Britain, Australia, New Zealand. But the United States, for some bizarre reason, does not have it. And so I'm going to look at the arguments these people use against health care. Since the majority of these Americans are Republicans and professing Christians, I'm going to remind them of what Jesus said. Jesus healed people of their sicknesses and he did it for free. Matthew chapter 10 verse 8 says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And Luke chapter 7 verse 13 says that Jesus did healings and miracles out of compassion for others. And he not only healed poor people, but he healed the rich as well. In Matthew chapter 8 verses 5 to 13 it talks about the centurion's servant. A wealthy and powerful centurion comes to Jesus wanting healing for his servant and Jesus does it. And the same Jesus in Mark chapter 12 verses 14 to 17 he was asked should we pay taxes to Caesar and Jesus said give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. So we can surmise from these scriptures that Jesus believed everyone should have free health care 
including the rich and poor alike. Everyone should have it. Now these are the <coughs> arguments that they make. Somebody on my Facebook group, Catholic Discussion page, put up an article showing Pope Francis's call for universal health care. And it was only people from America who bitterly opposed it and criticised it. And these are basically the arguments that they made or that I've come across Americans who are opposed to universal health care. <clears throat> so they say, it has to be paid for by tax. It costs billions. Nothing is free. Not every individual needs health care. It's tyrannical to force people to have health care. The government shouldn't be trusted to take over health care. And unless you're from America, you can't comment on our health care system. And the other argument they made is the economy will collapse if the government pays for health care. My, my, my. Aren't we in trouble then if we have health care? Well, I'm going to go over each of those points. It must be paid for by tax. It costs billions and nothing is free. Those three points are actually 100% correct. But it's also true that it costs billions of dollars and it has to be paid for by tax to have the police. And imagine a society without the police. It costs billions of dollars and it has to be paid for by tax to have the fire brigade. Without firefighters, we'd all be in danger of having our homes and businesses burned down by arsonists or by attacks. Who would want to live in a society where we have no fire brigade and no police? It costs the same amount of money to have education, to have schools. Or should we be living in the 19th century where we had child labour and girls who married underage because they couldn't have a living or get an education? The next one is not every individual needs health care. That's only partly true. It's a bit like saying not every individual needs the fire brigade. I've never ever lived in a home that was burned down. So I've personally never needed the fire brigade. However, I'm a person who lives in a home, so I might need the fire brigade. And so might everyone else. I had some close friends of mine who during the 2009 bushfires in Gippsland, Victoria, my state where I live, and their home was burned down and they were left destitute. There were thousands of people in fact left homeless as a result of the bushfires. And so furthermore everyone at some stage in their life needs Healthcare. As we get old and frail, 
all of us at some stage need health care. Secondly, the point is that that's made is that it's tyrannical to force people to have health care. Well, no, that's a bit like saying it's tyrannical to make taxpayers pay for the police. And there are a lot of individuals who hate the police. There are even entire subcultures in many elements of rap music that call for violence against the police or ridicule them. Most of the people making this music are wealthy artists who live in mansions who would definitely call the police if there was a burglary. But there, are, there is an element of society that is criminal and degenerate and genuinely hates the police and they genuinely think that society would be better without them. That doesn't hold any water, of course. And there are people who think we could do well without roads and infrastructure and whatever. These people are crackpots because even if you yourself don't need healthcare at this stage in your life, someone else does. And it could be your own grandma or your sick auntie or your young child who's got some disease and needs to be rushed to the hospital. Everyone at some stage in their life needs health care. And then the argument some of them have made is, unless you're from America, you can't comment on our health care system. Well, in response to that, I say I have lived in America and my wife is from America and I have a lot of in-laws who are American. And most of them will tell you that you have to choose in America between if, if you're utterly destitute, you get free health care. But if you're a hard-working individual, you have to pay a very high price for health care. You have to choose to either live in almost poverty or you have to choose to live without it and run the risk of losing your home, like the lady I told you about earlier in the talk. And next they argue that the economy will collapse if the government pays for health care. Well, considering how many hundreds of billions of dollars America's government spends on defence, on wars, many of which are questionable. In 2001, I think they did need to go into Afghanistan and overthrow the Taliban, which was helping Al-Qaeda. But did they need to stay there? for years and years to the point that the general public in Afghanistan saw them as an occupying force. No, I believe that was very questionable. Did they need to invade Iraq in 2003? Again, that was very questionable. And some of the occupations that America does are questionable. There are dozens of countries around the world where America's troops are still stationed and there is no justification for them still being in most of those countries. If they were to spend just a tiny fraction less on defence, they would have more than enough money to provide free health care for every individual in their nation. 
Here's the fact, my friends. Every human being on this planet is mortal. We all get frail and old. We are all prone to accidents, diseases, sicknesses, viruses, car accidents, assaults, terrorism, cancer. And these things can be sudden and unexpected, or they can be predictable. If you're from a family that has a long history of diabetes or a long history of cancer, they can be a good indication that you might have those as issues to deal with. But other health issues can be very unexpected. My father, he died at the age of 69 from cancer. It was a very quick battle with cancer. And if it wasn't for the health care, he wouldn't have lasted as long. There are many other people who have died because of lack of health care. In America, they don't get that. You've either got to pay an arm and a leg, basically, or you've got to go without it and run that huge risk. These are the things that society needs to be a developed, progressive country. Society needs a defence force. They need to be there to defend their country. And even during times of peace, the defence force is there to help with natural disasters like floods. Then we need a police for law and order, regardless of whether every individual needs the police or not. Police have to be there. There was a police strike in Canada in a city in the 1960s. And within the space of a few hours, they had multiple instances of bank robbery and assaults and all kinds of crimes went on. Every society needs firefighters in the unlikely event that your house might burn down. Every society needs schools. And that's for educating the population so we don't become a third world dump. Every society needs roads and infrastructure rather than living in the Stone Age. And regardless of whether or not each of us uses all these roads, we need them. And every society needs health care. Every human being needs health care at either some stage in their life or their loved ones need health care. And when society ignores one of these things, they can suffer terribly. Americans trust their governments to manage the defence force, the police force, firefighters, public schools, and roads and infrastructure. But for some reason, many of them do not trust their government, the same government, to run healthcare. The, and this, these arguments that they make against healthcare are the same arguments that can be used against the, the government control of the police. Imagine if there was a private police force and imagine if the police did not serve the public. Imagine if they only served people who had 
paid for private police cover, for police insurance, and the police won't come to your aid unless you've paid money for them. Or private firefighting cover. If you haven't paid high premiums to the fire brigade, which is privately owned, then your house will burn down. No, I'd rather the government controlled and paid for the fire brigade. And imagine if schooling was not available to every child. What you'd have is a society where schooling is only for those who are rich enough. Well, that's a return to the 19th and 18th centuries with destitution. And if you read any of Charles Dickens's novels, he talks then a lot. Charles Dickens, of course, wrote fiction, but his fictional novels were based on what real life was for people in England in the 19th century. And there were children who would work 12 hours a day. There were girls who were deprived of education. And because of this, and this is still the case today in many parts of the developed world, because of this, society was degenerate and society, the quality of life for people was far worse than it is today. So despite the fact that a lot of crime and a lot of evil and a lot of terrorism is being committed today, we still live in a world that is safer and you're less likely to die than at any time in the past. Although in America, your life expectancy and your quality of life is a lot lower because healthcare is not available to every person. So there are many Americans who do not trust their government to manage healthcare, but for some reason they think that private businesses motivated solely by profit and greed are better to run their health care of the people. And we might ask, well, what's the result? The result is the commercial advertising of medication to the general public. Back in 2010, when I got married to my wife from America, we met on Facebook and we got engaged before we met in person. And today we're still happily married. And I went to America in the middle of winter of early 2010 with my father and my brother. My father was a lifelong enthusiast of cowboys and Indians and the Wild West. So it was a journey of a lifetime for him. The first time he went to America. And we got to see this beautiful wonderful country. People are far more friendly than the average Australian is. There are many things about America we deeply admired. This is not a bashing of America, but I am dealing with one particular issue, and that is the issue of health care. And as we were sitting in our hotel outside Yellowstone National Park, my brother, who is a doctor, is training to be an ear, nose and throat surgeon at the moment. He was a general practitioner. He looked on in disgust at how on commercial television there were advertisements for medication 
And he said, this is completely unethical and wrong. And I said, what's wrong with it? And he explained to me that in Australia, medication is not allowed to be advertised. You can only get the medication as you need it if it's recommended or prescribed by a doctor. And only a doctor is qualified to diagnose you if you need that medication. If you take medication that you don't need, you can do serious harm to yourself. And if you diagnose yourself without a professional doctor, you can misdiagnose yourself. Now, what this commercial commercialization and advertising of medication does in America is it makes the general public of America who don't go to doctors to do self-diagnosis. And therefore, they will buy that medication regardless of whether they need it. And the fact that it can be advertised means that the people who are selling it are motivated by nothing other than greed and profit. And you can't have medication that is sold on the basis of the need for a profit. It has to be sold to those who need it. That is Medical Ethics 101. So one of the result is of having private businesses run the healthcare is you get commercial advertising to the general public who may or may not need it. It also leads to constant battles between health insurance companies and their customers because they're doing everything they can or finding whatever excuses they can not to pay for healthcare. It also leads to them charging far more for treatments and medication than it's actually worth. And so I talked to one American, he was a deep patriot and Republican, and he was bitterly opposed to healthcare. And I asked him why, and he said, well, because taxes will go up. And I said, well, look at all the people who are heavily in debt because they can't pay their medication. And he responded and said to me, well, uh, the churches can pay for it. Probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Most of the churches uh, struggle to pay their pastor's salary, but he thinks they can pay for everyone's health care. As for taxes going up, Taxes don't need to go up, they just need to spend a little bit less on defence and a bit more on health, and they'd be fine. Furthermore, in developed nations that have universal health care, like Australia or Britain or Canada, doctors can still make a good quid. They can become very wealthy, and they virtually all are very wealthy. People won't lose their homes in these countries in order to get life-saving treatment. And there's less stress for the general public. There's a better quality of life. And it's an economy that does very well. Many years before I was a Catholic, I used to listen to the podcasts of the conspiracy theorist 
and his name was Tex Mars. And Tex Mars, in his newsletter, Power of Prophecy, I think it was called, he once had an advertisement for a couple he knew, and he said, please consider donating money to this couple. The man is dying, and he cannot afford life-saving surgery. And I was poor and penniless at the time. I couldn't give anything, but I was heartbroken to see that they lived in a country where they couldn't afford to get the surgery they needed to save their lives. And so if you want to watch a couple of films on this issue, here's uh, the two recommendations I make. You can do them as, uh, as homework if you like. <laughs> Uh, the first one is Sicko. That's a 2007 documentary. And it shows how Cuba has better health care than the United States. And another film, which is a bit more gruesome, is called Saw 6. And that's a 2009 horror film from the Saw franchise. It's a very violent sort of film, but it's about this, this mass murderer, torturer called Jigsaw and he finally decides to punish and deal with the health insurance. I hope you've been challenged by this talk and if you're in America, please don't think that I'm bashing your country, but I think the issue of health care is a basic human right. And the same government that can pay for the police, for defence, for schools, for roads and infrastructure can also pay for health care. Thank you for listening.